Welcome to Vibrant Potential. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Frickman. This week's interview is a special treat. Matthew Ferry is a highly conscious business coach. He's personally coached thousands of people to realize greater financial and business success, and he does that through a very unique approach. What Matthew helps many to see is that forcing outward success may fail, but even if it may succeed, there's a high cost. That cost could include peace of mind, and it could also include physical health. The heavy burden of attempting to control the stock market, your clients, the economy, and or any other part of the universe is just too much for most of us to bear. So today, I invite you to listen close. There are tons of great nuggets, any one of which can bring you to more success as well as more peace. Here's to your power, profit, and peace. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Ferry. Welcome to Vibrant Potential. We provide you with everything you need to know to overcome stress, fatigue, and chronic health challenges, as well as optimizing your performance in fitness, relationship, and business. We use integrative health solutions and functional medicine strategies, including brain-based approaches, inspired fitness tips, emotional intelligence coaching, and spiritual growth techniques so you can live the life you want, connect deeply with others, and fulfill your vibrant potential. Your host is functional medicine expert, genetic biohacker, and triathlon coach, Dr. Chris Frickman. Matthew Ferry, welcome to the Vibrant Potential Show. Well, thank you for having me, Chris. Yeah, you bet. Uh, it's a super big honor to have you on the show. Uh, you have you were a mentor and a coach to me uh, a number of years ago. I can't remember, maybe three, four, or five years ago. I'm not sure. The work that we did together was uh, was life changing for me, and it it opened up new channels for me. And so I'm, I'm really excited and happy to be able to share that, some of that stuff with my listeners now. So thank awesome. you so much. Let's do it. Awesome. So um, I was wondering if you could start out with telling me about a project that you're working on right now called the P3 Academy. Oh, sure. No problem. Well, one of the things that I'm committed to is assisting people in having more personal power. And what I find is that um, people who have personal power are also people who are profit-minded. They like to make money. They want to make money. And they think that personal power and profit are going to give them peace of mind. And what I work on with people is actually experiencing peace of mind in advance. And in doing so, they end up having more Power and Profit. So that's the P3 Academy, Power, Profit, and Peace of Mind. And it's a, it, it's just a training program that I put together to assist people in connecting more deeply with themselves and getting into a place where they, they love life, feeling good, feeling energized, feeling happy. That's the, that's the game plan. One of the main tenets of this is not so much trying to get power and get profit and then have peace of mind but you're kind of right. you're teaching people to flip it around that once you get that peace of mind then the others come yeah it's very simple when you when you get into a peaceful state you are more 
powerful, you're more resourceful, you're more creative, you're more joyous, you're more energized, things don't take you off track, you feel unstoppable. This is a recipe for being very, very effective. And um, the truth of the matter is, you know, it's a it's an unpopular idea. The popular idea is that the way you achieve success is by pushing, forcing, manipulating, driving yourself, making yourself do things that you don't want to do, etc., etc. And while that absolutely will produce results for you. In the end, that isn't a very sustainable process for most people. It's exhausting for most people, but some people have what it takes, right? Some people can absolutely do that. And if we look at these success books that are out there in the world, they're generally focused on that small group of people who have some strange ability to do things that cause them to suffer for long periods of time until they achieve success. And then that we all hope that now that they've achieved success, that hopefully they're actually experiencing happiness and peace. But Chris, I'll tell you right now, man, my my private coaching practice is predominantly people who are unbelievably successful, people who are already making millions and millions of dollars, and most of them come to me rich and miserable. Mm. And money does not mean happiness, yet, no matter how many times we hear it, I mean, how many times have you heard that, Chris? Money doesn't equal happiness. You've heard it a million times in right. the last decade. Oh, yeah. And yet, you and I are still strangely convinced that if I make enough money, I'm going to be happy. And the equation is literally the opposite. I always think of Forrest Gump when he says, uh, somehow I think he, he invested in Apple or something and or in the early days or something like that and in the movie. And he, and he comes and, he, and someone says like, oh, you're never going to have to worry about money. And he, and he just goes, hmm, oh, nice. Well, one less thing. You know, like, it's not like everything to him. He's like, oh, good. One last thing. Exactly right. And and I think that's true is I certainly don't think it's going to solve every problem. But when I have enough money to eat, that's really nice. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But, you know, let's let's be honest. That's where that's where the mind goes. The mind is not your friend. The mind is not on your side. I call the mind the drunk monkey. The drunk right. monkey is constantly pulling you from this thriving state into a uh, survival state. And that's what you just demonstrated right there. Uh-huh. And it's a completely normal thing. We go, uh, you know, listen, money is not everything, but it's sure nice when I have enough money that I can eat. That's the drunk monkey just goes <laughs> like, it's all about survival. And, you know, you and I and probably all your listeners we're not in a survival state. We're in a thriving state. Mm-hmm. But what we have are survival instincts that are driving our behavior. So even though I'm thriving, I'm behaving like I'm surviving, and it causes me to malfunction and feel frustrated and robs me of my bliss. Got it. And so for people that haven't heard the term drunk monkey, is it safe to call the drunk monkey your ego? Would that be the was that Absolutely. synonymous? 100%. Okay. 100%. So uh, for me, what happened was early on in my life, probably uh, early 90s, I heard the term monkey mind, and I was very young at the time and partying and crazy, and I thought, well, you know, well, my mind is not a normal monkey mind. My mind is a drunk monkey. Yeah, uh, like even cr- more crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. even crazier than, nor- than normal monkeys. <laughs> and uh, the term just stick, even though it's grammatically incorrect, uh, you know, the term stuck. 
And my clients started using it and it sort of became synonymous with the people that I like to hang around and teach, you know, the drunk monkey is that nonstop chatter in your head that talks whether you want it to or not, gives its opinion on things, even when you don't want it to give its opinion on things. It is judging you, assessing you. You know, you walk by the mirror, you, and it automatically says you're fat. And it doesn't matter what shape you're in. The drunk monkey doesn't think it's good enough. So how do we chill out the drunk monkey? Well, there's many different ways, but it, it starts with what I call the game changer process. So you're in this game and you think the drunk monkey is you mm-hmm. and you listen to the drunk monkey like it's you telling yourself things. Mm-hmm. You listen to the drunk monkey like you're the you're um you know the it's it's this guiding force and principle in your head and that's the game that you're playing. Do 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 you're playing that game. <laughs> and the game changer is to literally rise above the drunk monkey to transcend it. And the game changer process happens in four steps. One, you start with awareness. As soon as you become aware of that the drunk monkey in your head is actually a biological phenomenon and that it's not you and that you're actually observing it, that it talks whether you want it to or not. As soon as you are in a place where you recognize that, that awareness instantaneously makes you flexible. So it's kind of like this. Um, let's say I want to be, I want, I want to have a new diet that is effective for my body type and assists me in my sport. And so I am saying, all right, I'm going to eat this, eat that, do, 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 do. But then the drunk monkey comes in. And the drunk monkey says, ah, but you can just have a cookie right now. I mean, it's, it's mm. okay. You're, I mean, you're going to go running later, and you're going to burn off those calories. And, and you know, the drunk monkey comes in, and, and it does this to me over and over and over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of in this inflexible, circular state. With awareness, you begin to see the motive of the drunk monkey, that the drunk monkey is actually trying to keep you alive. And the drunk monkey realizes that you're a rational person. So it starts to present rational arguments to you on a regular basis. With awareness, you see these things are not rational at all and that it is biologically motivated. That instantly makes you flexible. So awareness makes you flexible. Flexibility reveals an entirely new set of options. And then the options give you power. So this is the game changer. Here you were thinking the drunk monkey is you. You're in this game called, I do what the drunk monkey says because the drunk monkey is my trusted advisor. But with the game changer, boom, you see the drunk monkey is not your trusted advisor. The drunk monkey is a biological system designed to keep you safe, to keep you alive. And keeping safe and keeping alive is not relevant to a diet, for example. It's not relevant to my exercise program. It's not relevant to my, um, to my desire to uh, create flatter abs. Those are all like thriving, interesting, creative acts. I want to I take my life to the next level. So by using awareness, you will instantly become flexible. That'll give you new options, and options give you power. And anytime we feel powerless... It's because we don't think we have options. The interesting thing, and, and that this is why you call it the drunk monkey, I think, is so, I mean, what I just heard was, A, the drunk monkey told you that you're fat, and 
and maybe that's why you want flat abs or, or maybe not. I mean, maybe you just powerfully just decided that you want to have flat abs. I mean, whatever, but for whatever, whatever yeah. for whatever reason, you're, 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 let's say flat abs are uh, a thing that you're going for. So the drunk monkey says that you're fat and the drunk monkey says that you should have a cookie after you decided it's like it, the drunk monkey the, is the, you said this all um, of it it's all of it the drunk monkey wants the flat abs because it wants to look good so that it can have sex with people and have babies mm-hmm. the drunk monkey wants to eat a cookie so that you have the sugar in your system so that you survive the drunk monkey calls you fat because it is afraid that you won't be accepted and that you won't get a mate mm-hmm it's a no-win situation with the drunk monkey, and until you get it to quiet down, you're going to spend your life literally being run by this insanity. Mm. It's it is really crazy. It's almost like like you're saying that it's uh, it is commit the drunk monkey is committed to your uh, survival. That's it. But it almost it's almost like it's committed to. Uh, in absence of peace as well. Like it, it sees, it's almost like it sees peace as the, as the enemy because peace could be found in like, Oh, I'm going to do this diet and that's going to give me this thing that I, that I want. Uh, but, but you can't just do that because there's always like this little chatter going, right. First off, I want to make sure the game changer, you said there's four, there's four, uh, steps, four steps, are yep. the four steps, awareness, flexibility, options, power. That's it. For okay. Awareness, okay. flexibility, options, and power. Okay, well, sounds nice to me. So then, um, what about the the drunk monkey going away? Right. So that that's more where I was going. Like, so it, it's awesome to be aware that there's this that you are separate from that voice. That is that is super powerful and and step awesome. Step one. Step one. Uh, what about when it's like, hey, Matthew, I I know that. I'm not the voice, but the voice won't shut up. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you uh, do you happen to remember the the advice that you gave me? I'd love to hear the advice okay. that I gave you, and I then mean, let's discuss it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I I basically said that to you one time. I was like, "What the heck? It just it, it still won't shut up." I know it's not me, but it it's hard not to hear it. It's hard not to listen, and. And I kind of just, it's like I wanted to like strangle my drunk monkey and like hide it in the closet or something and never hear from it again or something. And uh, you had this, what I think was very, a very powerful uh, approach, which was the opposite of resisting the drunk monkey. Instead, you said, just thank it. You're like, thank the drunk monkey for its opinion Wow, drunk monkey! I know that you're concerned for my survival. Thank you so much for your input. Um, I'm going to choose not to listen to you this time, but thanks for doing your job. You know, like something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but and for me, that was also really powerful because even though I uh, I love the idea of being powerful and and I love the idea of creating my life from a powerful place, it's still. Uh, oftentimes my my fallback is to resist and and even even when I'm aware of my ego slash drunk monkey, I, I'm trying to resist the drunk monkey and it's even that can be exhausting. And so that was a really helpful piece of advice that I got from you years ago. 
Yes, acceptance is absolutely the key. So uh, recognizing what the drunk monkey does, why it does it, appreciating that it is a an ancient aspect of our humanity that is still running rampant, that is no longer a relevant part of our survival process, because the truth is the survival part of our process is barely a thought. Most of what you and I are experiencing is about creating, it's about taking our life to the next level, it's about doing something that we want to do. We're living at the height of humanity. We're living in a place where we've never been able to just think freely about what we want to do and how we want to do it. And, and you know, I suspect that most of your listeners are um, in the U.S. or Canada or something like that. And, there's, boy, there's just so much opportunity for us to do whatever we want to do. So having this survival thing saying, you know, you need to look good, you need to try and fit in, you need to make sure that people like you, you need to make sure that you are, are a, a fit individual, you're going to die, blah, blah, blah. You know, this kind of stuff takes you off track with what is possible. And what is possible is that you can create anything that you that comes through you. You get to create. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty amazing state. Yes, absolutely. Uh, can we just dig into acceptance a tiny bit more? Let's uh, do it. And can you, can you tell my listeners how is... Uh, and maybe I should come up with a with a little you know scenario, almost like a case study or something. Like, um, why is acceptance actually powerful? So, um, for example, if if I'm broke, wh- uh, why is it more powerful to just to accept that I'm broke? And how is, how is acceptance different? How does that differ from I'm trying to think of the right words to use. How does, apathy or yeah. resignation, right? Yeah, or yeah, tolerating like, something. Like, yes, tolerating would be a would mm-hmm. be kind of a word that I'm looking for. Like like how does it differ of like accepting and then acting powerfully versus just like being oh, I guess this is where I'm stuck then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the game is to align and redirect. It's sort of like this, okay? Th- think about um Think about acceptance as the opposite of attachment. So attachment means there's some I have some exaggerated fear of losing a positive benefit. And if I can become if I can become clear that I'm I'm making things up that this benefit that I think I'm going to lose is actually not as important as I'm making it, then I feel some relief. Let's say I have, um, let's just take something extreme, right? Let's take some kind of terrorist act. Okay. If, first of all, I don't agree with the terrorist act. I don't align with the terrorist act. I don't believe in violence. I don't believe in any of those things. Yeah. But... If I think about that in a way that it is a threat to me, it actually causes me to feel bad. It mm. cause, And when I feel bad, here's the thing to know. When you feel bad, you're malfunctioning. When you feel bad, you're taking your, your valuable brain space and moving it from the prefrontal cortex in front and moving it to the brain stem and back, and suddenly you're in fight or flight. The objective with accepting is to remain calm stay in a good place stay in a creative place so when you accept you're not 
you're not agreeing with. You're saying, okay, I'm going to seek to understand. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be open to all possibilities. So when I look at this person who is doing something that is terrorizing and negative, I don't resist them and I don't oppose them because I become what I oppose. I become what I resist, even though I pretend that I don't. So for example, I think that they are a bad person and therefore I think we should kill them. Mm. So now I'm basically becoming the thing that I'm resisting. Right. This is a, you know, I'm, I'm being uh, exaggerated in my example, but it, you know, it goes down to, for example, um, I don't like that that person is judging me. Right. So I think that they are unenlightened and mean and nasty. What am I doing? You're judging. I'm judging them. Yeah. I become what I resist. So instead, I say, wow, that person is judging me. I, I'm going to seek to understand why from their perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm this, 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 and this. From their perspective, they are operating in a place of fear. They're trying to make themselves better than me. They feel insecure. They're, mm-hmm. they're uneasy about their station in life. This is not a bad, this isn't reflecting anything on me. I... I would want them to feel better about themselves and have a good life, and I can't have that for everybody. I can only be responsible for the way that I feel. So I'm going to understand that they're judging me, and I'm not going to make them wrong. I'm not going to resist it. I'm going to accept it. Now, what do I want? Really, what I want is I want to feel good, be happy, take action, do things that are enjoyable to me. Okay, and now I'm off and running. Right, right. I align accept and redirect but if i resist it persists so this is the way that i like to speak about it what i accept will transform what i resist will persist yep so the game is to find the way to be non-reactive to be curious to be in a state of openness to wonder rather than conclude so often, Chris, we're arrogant and we actually believe that we know what's happening. We know what the other person is thinking, blah, blah, blah. So often we think we know what the future holds. We think that we're psychic. These are all aspects of the drunk monkeys. So if we go back to the game changer, awareness uh, makes you flexible, reveals new options, and gives you power. If we look at that, that quotient, really, the game is awareness. What are all the things that the drunk monkey does to steer the body in a particular direction? It pretends it knows what the future is. It judges people. It resists people. It tries to be right about things. It tries to look good. It tries to be popular. It makes itself out to be a victim. It tries to have pride and and be a big glorious peacock. There's all these things that the drunk monkey does. And if you know, if you can see it, then you can choose something else. Mm. So powerful. How would you advise people to start to become aware? So let's say, for example, you decide that you want to be uh, a super fast runner. How do you know that that's an inspired, like, 
action versus versus like the ego being like you better be the fastest or no one will love you or <laughs> you, do you know what yeah. i mean sure yes i do um there was a time in which i had an intention to have a calvin klein model body excellent and it drove me to have the calvin klein model body and when i finally met an actual calvin klein model and I interviewed him and asked him about what it took to become a Calvin Klein model, I discovered that I didn't want to become a Calvin Klein model. <laughs> that <laughs> I discovered that what I actually wanted was uh, I wanted to be sexy. I wanted to feel good. I wanted to um, have people think that I was powerful and attractive, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And in order to achieve Calvin Klein model body, I had to deprive myself of brain power, deprive myself of water, deprive myself of, of all carbohydrates, except, I mean, all these things, right? right. <laughs> that were, there. it's fine. It would create that body, but it wouldn't create the result that I was looking for. And I had to, I had to instead, and this is what I would recommend to your listeners. Yeah. Instead, I would step back and examine what is my motive what am i actually trying to accomplish so let's say tricky thing though it is yeah the drunk the drunk monkey will can will use logic and reason to promote ideas that are genetic biological and cultural interesting and the genetic, biological, and cultural rules and objectives that we're trying to follow don't lead to feeling happy, peaceful, blissful, joyous, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The richest people in the world are not happy. The fittest people in the world are not happy. The most beautiful people in the world are definitely not happy. Happiness is not an externalized state, and all of those things, rich, fit, beautiful, all those three things right there, the drunk monkey wants those things badly for one reason and one reason only, to create a mating situation and then to be powerful enough to be accepted by the people around them so that you can maintain your status and stay alive longer. It is 100% about survival. And if you can see it, if you can, if you can get clear about what your motives are, then you can begin to transcend them and your mind will start to be quiet. It really comes down to, Chris, I'd, I'd say at the height of the work that I do with people, it is about facing your death and making peace with it. And that when you make peace with that you're going to die and that it doesn't matter and that you don't matter. And that nothing in life actually matters. The only thing that makes something matter is the meaning that you give it. That when you make peace with your death and you recognize your infinite nature, that you are nothing more than some form of energy that has materialized in this particular way, when you make peace with that, suddenly the mind goes quiet. And when the mind goes quiet, everything becomes possible. Because now everything's on the table. You're no longer driven to try and look good to fit in. You don't care what other people think. And when you don't care what other people think, you do what feels good to you. It's powerful. It is. 
it's not the way we spend most of our time thinking. Most of us, I should say, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, and I've spent some time, energy and money sort of, I mean, I, I, w- I would say sort of pursuing slash practicing that mindset. And I still spend the majority of my time not there. If I'm, if I'm honest, like I, um, the, mm, you know, and there's, a, I, I think there's a spectrum. So, I mean, I am, I'm definitely there more than I was 20 years ago or whatever, but, um, it's really easy for me to get into like kind of fall into the game or whatever it is, you know, like, I guess, like you said, the game changer, right. It's easy for me to just like, this is what I'm doing. I set this goal and I'm, I'm just doing this thing and stuff and not being so easy for me to lose awareness. And then you start saying, what's wrong with me? I'm such a loser. And how come I'm not doing this? And I said I would. And I keep falling down. And everybody else is succeeding. And I'm not succeeding. And what's wrong with me? And how come I don't have the success that I want? And you, and you can't even figure out why you're so concerned about that. But with some reflection, using some techniques, you begin to see, wait a second, all of that, 100% of that is about, do I fit in? Am I good enough to be mated with? Am I going to be taken care of by my community of other human beings so that I can last on earth longer? Mm -hmm. And in many cases, last on earth longer to take care of the genetic offspring that I was driven to create through my basic human drives. (laughs) It's funny, this conversation takes some honesty. Like, it's trying to be honest with yourself about what do I really want? I am extremely annoying to most people. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. How does the P3 Academy help us get there? The P3 Academy is a process of awareness. So the P3 Academy has a, a... whole group of trainings that I've created. Okay. Uh, the the prime there's four major ones and then there's a whole bunch of training that that supports it. And the major trainings, the first one is called the mental journey to millions. And it's about how do I get myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually aligned with being a prosperous person? How do I stop freaking out about money? How do I stop being such a a um, slimy person pretending like I'm not. I'm I'm fretting, but I'm trying to put on a happy smile like I'm not. I am afraid that I don't have enough money, but I'm pretending like, oh, everything's great. I'm a positive, happy person. How do I get over all that BS, get honest with myself, remove the sewer that's underneath the rose garden so that I can attract the kind of money that I want? So that's one of the things that I love to work with people on. Then there's another process that I work on called transforming fear into action, which is about working on the drunk monkey. How do you how do you begin to recognize the drunk monkey's motives for thinking and talking to you so that you can transcend them and do what you talked about earlier? Mm-hmm. Oh, drunk monkey, that is so wonderful that you want me to look good to all the people around me who don't care. Right. And I and I appreciate that that your motive for thinking this is that 
I'm going to somehow not be accepted. And if I'm not accepted, that that's dangerous. But the truth is, I don't need to be accepted by these people at all to have a great experience. So I'm going to do the thing that I want to do, transcending fear into action. Then another thing that I love to work with people on is bliss. I have a whole training program called Ridiculous Bliss. And Ridiculous Bliss, is it, it's something that you and I have spent a lot of time talking about and thinking about. And it is sort of the next level of, the, of taming the drunk monkeys. So if you transor, transcend your fear into action, now you have the possibility of moving into blissful, joyous states where you're just – you literally people think, my God, are you stoned? What is going on with you? you <laughs> yeah. you're, you're so happy. I don't get it. And so there's a whole set of techniques that I have on that. And then the last cornerstone program in the P3 Academy is called the Prosperity Through Meditation Retreat. And this is where I bring some of my mentors in. I bring in a man named Stephen Sadlier, who is a meditation teacher who I got so much value from. And I bring in uh, one of my mentors, a man named Dr. Hawkins, who wrote a book called Power Versus Force and Transcending Levels of Consciousness. And the three of us assist you in transcending the mind and going into a place where you experience long periods of no mind. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, Chris. When you have when you have no mind, you know what you call that? You call it being in the flow. When you have no mind, you call that, oh my God, I was in this inspired place. I oh everything was just happening exactly as it should. I was just like it was like the luck that I was I was on a roll. Every one of those things is actually no mind. You're in, you're in your intuition. You're in a flow. So that's what I like to work with people on. That's what the P3 Academy is all about. And if people want, they can try it. They don't have to. They don't have to just jump straight in and, and believe what I say. Okay, how do they, they can do get that? In there. They can just try it for a dollar for 14 days. Get in there. Let me train you. Let me get you inspired and see if you like it. Okay. I don't want you to. I don't want you to take my word for it at all. I want you to to put me to the test. Okay. Thanks for asking. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to invite people to do that. I th it's so delicious when people get it. It's mind blowing. Of oh, course, yeah. it's a, it's annoying and agitating to most people. I just want you to know. Most people are like, Ugh, I want to look good and be smart and pretend like I'm somebody so that hopefully eventually I'll be accepted. You know, that's where right, most people right, right. are. When, uh, when you challenge people to move beyond convention and stop following the rules that don't even exist, um, you know, it can be confronting. But for the right person, it is literally incarnate freedom. Yeah, right. And absolutely it uh it may repel some people and that's that's perfectly fine and for the right people I can just say uh just me speaking to you the listener right now. I personally just vouch for everything Matthew Ferry does. You won't be disappointed. It'll be $1 well spent. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so trust me, uh, put a dollar down and, and you won't be disappointed. And then uh, that'll be a great beginning. Matthew, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of these mind-blowing, drunk monkey, uh, dismantling ideas uh, with my listeners and myself. And uh, thank you so much. You are welcome. And I, I just want to leave people with one thing. Yeah. And that is, if... If you could do one thing to start to transform your mindset and your consciousness, mm -hmm. it is to practice total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times 
including yourself. It is a paramount, humongous, monstrous task, Mm -hmm. but one absolutely worth taking on. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, So total acceptance of all people and all things at all times, including Including yourself. yourself. You bet. Got it. That's awesome. I was going to ask you what your number one uh, health tip is for people, and it sounds like that was it. <laughs> that will definitely do it. I know, I'm not much of a health fanatic kind of guy, but what I do find is the more I love on my body, the more it gives me good stuff back. Nice. Awesome. All right, man. Well, th- thanks again so much. I will catch you next time. Thanks, brother. Visit drchrisfrickman.com for more cutting-edge content, including nutrition and detoxification advice, unique fitness videos, and more.